Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon in the great state of Texas. It might be the last weekend of summer for you. I don't know. A lot of kids are already going back to school, um, depending on where you go to school. Maybe you homeschool. I don't know. But hey, summer is starting to wrap up. So whatever's left of it, hope you're enjoying it. And it's really what? The only, I mean, second weekend of August? It seems like it gets shorter every year. I mean, that's just me speaking. I don't exactly have a summer break like some people do. If you do, hey, good for you. Enjoy it. Soak it up. I know that I'm going to be doing a little bit of that today with my family and over the weekend. But look, there's a lot happening in the state of Texas. The Texas legislature not taking the summer break. They're meeting today. They're in special session. They're meeting today on property tax issues. And really, you know, you have to wonder... What's going to get done? The end of the special session is next week. It's on Wednesday, August 16th, and that's going to be the end of the 30-day special session. But nothing is sitting on Governor Abbott's desk. The, the, the legislature has not sent him one bill yet. And if you'll remember, the special session was called because the governor felt like there were some key items that the House ended up stalling on and didn't get passed, even though the Senate passed many of these items, if not all of them. The One of the main issues was a sunset bill, which relates to legislative authority for certain agencies that continue to be in existence. I don't know that issue that well, to be honest with you, why it's necessary, excuse me, why it works that way, what the history of it is. All I know is that that's a part of the way our legislative and laws, legislation and laws work, is that agencies every certain years come up for kind of renewal. And if the they don't pass a law, that allows them to continue, those agencies go away. I think it's a part of reviewing them for efficiency and so on. Nonetheless, that was a bill that everyone seemed to agree to some extent had to get done. Uh, And one of those was the Texas Medical Board to continue to license doctors in the state of Texas. That bill has to pass. You can imagine what kind of situation we'd be if we no longer had licensed doctors in our state. So that one is still not at the governor's desk, though. But then there were 19 other items that Abbott said, look, if we're going to come back to the Capitol, we're going to get some other stuff done, too, that the um, legislature didn't finish up on. And, and, and my view is the Senate took care of all those things. The House stalled and killed a lot of legislation. So a big reason why there was a need for a special session was because House members, including Joe Strauss, the Speaker of the House, State Affairs Committee Byron Cook, specifically killed legislation that it was clear that there was a lot of attention and support for and that were seemed to be issues that items that Governor Abbott had said were important. So so anyway, altogether, you got 20 different items and the governor's been saying we're passing them all 20 for 20. Well, the legislature hasn't sent him a bill to sign yet out of the 20. Um, and they filed hundreds of bills. It's so interesting that how that happens. The House has actually passed bills that the governor hasn't asked for them to pass, right? So, you know, they just seem to continue to do things, Strauss over there, to try to tell Abbott they could care less what the governor thinks, that they're in charge of the state. Strauss thinks he's in charge of the state. He's going to do whatever he wants. I, I don't, I mean, that just doesn't seem to be a smart idea. Nonetheless, that's the way things are going. And uh, August 16th, 
you know what, we're four days, five days away from, um, from the end of the session, and the governor doesn't have a bill to sign out of the 20. He doesn't even have one. So you got to wonder how this is all going to play out. Uh, is the Senate, excuse me, the House going to work feverishly like they try to do sometimes and play catch up and then say, oh, we just ran out of time? You didn't run out of time. Y'all didn't do anything for like two weeks or three weeks. And then in the last week, you try to, you know, in the last few days, you try to, you know, quickly get everything done, forcing members to work on Saturdays instead of working during the week. Anyway, the point is, you got to wonder with just a few days left, what's going to happen when this all finishes up? Because I, I don't think there's any question. The legislature certainly is not going to send him all 20 bills. I just don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, part of the reason is because, you know, on one of these issues, the privacy issue, the House has refused to hear the bill. The House State Affairs Chairman is Byron Cook. He's gone on record publicly to say he's it's very unlikely, and that was Monday. He was saying it's very unlikely that there'll be a hearing on this issue. You know, and he made some other statements about it's not necessary, whatever excuses he's used. And so, but this is the issue about having a state law that makes it clear that you can't have local government laws that allow men to go into girls' bathrooms, showers, and locker rooms. And you might be thinking, well, I thought they called it the bathroom bill. You're saying it applies to showers and locker rooms? Yes. Oh, is that something new? No. Um, and hopefully you've, this isn't the first time you've been hearing this, but maybe it is. So why does it apply to showers and locker rooms? Because that's what Obama wanted to, to apply to. Wait a minute. Why are you talking about Obama? Trump's the president. Yes, this issue started when Obama was in office, when he was a president. He put out a letter saying that school districts had to allow students to go to the shower, bathroom, or locker room of their choice based on how they viewed themselves, regardless of their biological sex, regardless of what their birth certificate is, says. If they are a biological boy, but they feel like a girl, they have to be allowed to go into the girl's shower and shower next to your daughter. That's what Obama's letter was about, okay, for a year and a half ago. So because of that, some Texas school districts said, oh, well, I guess that's what we have to do. So they started doing that, and some of them probably wanted to. I mean, some of these um, superintendents from the evidence we've seen in Fort Worth, Dripping Springs, Coppell, um, and different school districts in the state of Texas that followed suit. And then an entity called the Texas Association of School Boards recommended that school districts, you got over 1,200 school districts in Texas. I don't know how many Texas Association of School Boards has their thumb on and is pushing to do this and what their reach is, but they're involved in a lot of school districts and their their voice has a lot of sway, whether we like it or not. So they put out recommendations that uh, school districts follow what Obama was saying on this issue. And one of them did, Fort Worth, and several others have, have followed after that. But then uh, there was a lawsuit in the state of Texas by our attorney general. And so Obama's letter was uh, prevented from having any effect and you'd have thought that stopped things. No, school districts continue to do it. Oh, well, you know, that that lawsuit is just one of many. We're not sure if that's going to be the actual final ruling, all these other excuses. And then Trump comes in, he takes office, and a few months later says, I'm rescinding the Obama letter. And still you have school districts like Dripping Springs allowing boys to go into girls' bathrooms. You have local governments like Dallas that will fine you. You will be punished. Okay, you will be punished by the government in Dallas if you don't allow, even if it's your private business, if you don't allow a man to use the women's bathroom if that's what he wants to do. 
That's what they're doing locally. They're using government power to punish private businesses. So the state has said, no, 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 this is not going to work out well because we've got two and a half pages of incidents where privacy violations have happened in bathrooms, showers, locker rooms, different places that are considered considered intimate facilities where you might be in some state of undress, right? You might need some privacy and some private space so people can't see what you're doing. So um, two and a half pages of incidents from the past several years. One of them is up in North Texas in Denton, okay? Uh, really getting far up there, almost to the to the Oklahoma border. So in Denton, they have a senior citizen center, okay? Older people, elderly people, okay? One of the women there reported that there was a man in the woman's bathroom at the senior citizen center operated by the government, okay? I don't know that they necessarily had a written policy on how they were handling it, But the way it was reported by the media was that when the senior citizen center was asked about this, the government official was asked about this. Hey, are y'all allowing this to happen? They said, we're, we, this is something that, that we allow. I mean, this isn't something that we're not, we're not preventing this. So they admitted that they are going, they are allowing men to use the women's bathroom at a government facility, at a senior citizen center. Your grandmother may have a man peeing next to her at the senior citizen center. So this is, and it's, I'm just, this is one of the incidents listed on our two and a half page list of incidents on this issue at txvalues.org. So the government at the state level is like, we're not going to allow all these, you know, hodgepodge, patchwork, out of control policies at the local level. And you think they voted on that in the city of Denton? No, they just started doing it and they're just allowing it to happen. In Fort Worth, did they vote on it? No. They just implemented it behind closed doors. In Dripping Springs, did they vote on it? No. Did they tell parents ahead of time? No. No transparency, no government notice. The way you find out is how they found out in Dripping Springs. Your daughter's going to come home and say, Daddy, there was a a boy in my bathroom today. And what's going to happen now, if we don't have the state law, you're going to have incidents as these kids get older, and some of them are already in high school, saying, Daddy... Your daughter's going to come home after gym class or an athletic event and say, hey, they allowed a boy to shower in my shower this this time. So if the state doesn't pass a law on this issue, we're going to, ha- we're going to see more of these incidents happening. And locally, these people are going to feel empowered to do whatever they want. So Byron Cook is the chairman of State House Affairs. He doesn't want to have a hearing on legislation that keeps – men from going into girls' bathrooms, that keeps boys from going into girls' bathrooms. So he's okay with it continuing to exist, that men can go into girls' bathrooms, like in the Denton Senior Citizen Center and other places. That's the kind of leadership you have at the State House Committee, State House Affairs Committee. Um, Byron Cook is a Republican, and I'm not trying to play party politics, but the Republican Party platform says that they support policies that keep men out of going to women's bathroom. So you got to wonder who Byron Cook is following. I mean, who he is getting advice from because he's thumbed his, well, he is going against the Republican Party platform, his own party. He's going against the will of the legislature because several times we've seen reports of a majority of House members supporting privacy legislation, even though only about 50 of them of the 150 have signed on the bill. That's still over half of the Republicans. So majority of Republicans in the House want this bill 
and you got one member of the legislature, Byron Cook, won't even allow there to be a hearing. You know, there was hearings this week on three different bills to decriminalize at different levels or lower criminal penalties as it relates to marijuana possession. Three bills were heard on decriminalizing or lowering penalties for current drugs that are illegal. But we couldn't get a hearing. The, the, the House didn't allow a hearing on protecting privacy at public schools and government buildings. An issue that whether you're on one side or the other, you have to admit, has been the most talked about issue of the special session and the regular session. Okay, every day there are stories about it. So you got to wonder what's going to happen with Byron Cook. And, and I mean, it appears the people he's listening to are the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender lobbyists because they're the ones that are pushing the hardest to kill this legislation. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for Byron Cook. Um, there are media reports that he does have a challenger in his primary election, which is in March. Going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. So the other issue that's been happening on the privacy issue, so our organization released a letter this week of businesses that support privacy. You've probably seen a lot of media attention about businesses that are CEOs, many of them not from Texas, that are okay with men going into women's bathrooms because they oppose this legislation. So, and I'm not discounting that. I mean, it is noteworthy when you have, you know, uh, companies, excuse me, CEOs from Shell and Tech and Exxon that have a lot of retail stores. Exxon has gas stations. You got to wonder if people are going to start saying, you know, I don't want to go um, to the Exxon gas station because now they're okay with men going into women's bathrooms. What's going to happen in their bathrooms at their retail shops? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But, um, but the bill does not affect private business, what is interesting. It actually carves them out. It specifically protects them from the government telling them how to handle it. But they want to tell the government how to handle things on their government property. Really interesting. But so there's government, excuse me, there are private businesses that released a letter this week that support privacy. And that shouldn't really be news. I mean, we know there are a lot of private businesses that support keeping their own private business rights on how to handle this issue. But a lot, I mean, we just didn't think it was necessary to produce a list because it's just common sense, right? But we did, you know, because some people are starting to think, oh, well, maybe there aren't any businesses that support this issue. Sure, there are. So you can see that on our website, txvalues.org. These are businesses from the oil and gas sector, from the tourism sector, from transportation sector, retail, commercial real estate, home builders, you name it. So there was another entity, though, that um, really stepped into this mess or dipped their toe in the water. I mean, they really jumped in head first. So the Dallas Stars is a hockey team, in case you haven't heard of them. I mean, look, I've heard of them, but is hockey really that popular in the state of Texas? And I'm not picking on you hockey fans out there, okay? Don't get me wrong. But you got football, basketball, baseball, soccer. What? What? <laughs> Tennis, what is that? Golf, thank you. Our uh, station studio manager here, um, our engineer, is giving me some hand signals. I mean, where does hockey rank? And so don't, all right, I'm not trying to, it's not your fault, if you will, that the Dallas Stars have decided that they're okay with men going into their women's bathrooms at their games. So, I'm sorry, did you hear what I said? Yes, you heard me correct. The Dallas Stars opposed legislation, they've made it public, they put out a statement that they oppose legislation that keeps men out of women's bathrooms. 
So they're apparently okay. I mean, I don't think it's apparent. They have said they welcome all at their games when it comes to the bathroom issue. So they welcome men into women's bathrooms. They oppose legislation that keeps men out of women's bathrooms. So be careful if you go to a Dallas Stars game and do not be surprised if a man is peeing next to your daughter at the game. That is what this issue is about. I mean, and so sometimes people say, well, I mean, that's not really what is happening. Yes, that is what the legislation says. Please, it's about a page and a half. It's not that long. Go read it. That's exactly what it says. So if you oppose this legislation, you want Dallas to continue to have their law that says people can go into the bathroom of their choice based on their decision. And here's what's interesting, right? Because this issue has garnered so much attention, and please do not blame that on me, okay? As much as our organization has a large platform, I don't work for the Dallas Morning News, the, the Statesman, the Houston Chronicle, and every other you know um, local television affiliate. I mean, they are just obsessed with this issue and talking about it every day. You know, they a lot of people that oppose this issue have said, we shouldn't spend so much time on that. Take a look in the mirror. Y'all are the ones spending so much time on it, okay? Nonetheless, my point on this is because there's been so much more attention on this issue, you've got every even more people aware of, oh, I didn't really realize the local law allowed me to make that decision about how I feel and I can go to the bathroom of my choice in Dallas and in other places. So now it's likely you're going to see more people saying, yeah, I got a right to be in that bathroom, in that shower, whether you like it or not. And this is more reason why why I think a lot of people are supporting having a law at the state level. It's not a lot of people, the majority. Just, I mean, every poll you see where they ask, um, do you think men should be in the women's bathroom? It's no. I mean, it's, you know, through the roof, right? And then when you ask, should we have legislation that keeps men from getting into women's bathrooms, the numbers are are very high as well. I mean, the polling is very strong. It's over majority. And so so we'll see how all this plays out. But um, could the, the, the House State Affairs Committee, Byron Cook, would not even allow there to be a hearing to hear the legislation that the governor has said is one of his 20 priorities for the special session. So when those thir- the 30-day special session ends on August 16th, you got to wonder what the governor's next move is and what he's going to do on this. But the Dallas Stars released a statement this week, Thursday to be exact, and they were just getting hammered on social media, particularly on Facebook. You know, I don't think there's as many um, values individuals, if you will, traditional values folks, um, common sense folks, whatever, on Twitter. But on Facebook, wow. I mean, the Dallas Stars were just getting flooded with negative comments. People saying they were canceling their uh, season tickets. They weren't going to games anymore. And so, and it's interesting, too, because I don't know why the Dallas Stars felt like they needed to get involved in this issue. The legislation carves them out as a private business. So it's amazing. Um, But, I mean, look, and, and I mean, I think I know, right? These are political issues for a lot of people. And for some of these people, they realize with a few days left, this legislation is probably not going to pass or the chances of it passing are, are not very good. So they're trying to pile on at the end too and say, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, we're with you too, right? Um, the fair weather fan, if you will. But the Dallas Stars, similar to like Target, the, you know, they're not some corporate entity that doesn't have a retail presence. You know, I was talking about Exxon. They're kind of somewhere in between, right? They're an, they're an oil and gas business that's publicly traded, but they're 
you know, so there's some sensitivity there that they've got to watch out with their stock. But they don't have a whole lot of retail presence. I mean, they have gas stations. But, you know, a lot of times you go to get gas, you're not really equating that with, oh, they have a storefront. But they do. I mean, the Tiger Marts, right? That's Exxon, right? They've got these gas stations where you go in there. Some of them are are quite large, right? And so you got to wonder um, how this is going to play out for, for them, but also someone like the Dallas Stars who have a very visible public retail presence, right? You know, and, and they have tons of bathrooms at these facilities, you know, and so, and I, and I don't, I think they play at the American Airlines Center. I haven't been there in a long time. There are some people suggested to me that they do have some private family restrooms that are individual use. So maybe that's how this issue will be handled. But we've heard no statements from the Dallas Stars on how they would handle it. Those bathrooms are the exact type of solution that we are suggesting, if you will, that many people are suggesting we support a private bathroom where people can go and it's locked as an accommodation. So if that's what American Airlines Center does when the Dallas Stars play, aren't they being a little hypocritical? Anyway, we'll see how this plays out. But the Dallas Stars were just getting crushed on their Facebook page with negative comments when they decided to announce that they're okay with men going into women's bathrooms by opposing the legislation that keeps men from going into women's bathrooms. So a lot happening on that issue. And, you know, a lot of businesses coming out saying they support privacy legislation. A lot of women. I mean, this bill on this issue has been filed by a woman, Lois Colcourse, a former collegiate athlete. She played golf at TCU. And so you just continue to see more and more women say, hey, why isn't someone speaking for us? We, you know, we think that there should be this type of legislation. So more and more support for this issue and um, by women, by the faith community, minorities, you name it, civil rights movement, people that, you know, were, I mean, that are much older now, right, that were around when those things were happening that are part of the African-American faith community that are saying, hey, this is not a civil rights issue. I mean, one of them said, look, we didn't march in the civil rights movement to allow men to pee in a woman's bathroom. And so, Interesting stuff. And so, um, but you may not hear about some of that stuff if you're not following what we do, because a lot of times the mainstream media, if you will, they barely report any of this. I mean, and I see it every day. And, you know, and look, I mean, they don't have to. I get it. That's up to them. But when they don't, it it certainly does look biased. Okay. But um, you can go to our website and see all this information on this issue, txvalues.org, if you want to stay up to date and find information that you may not find anywhere else. So, And we have about, I don't know, 220,000 followers on our Facebook page. We've got a pretty good presence. So, um, I, you know, I know we are reaching some folks across the state, quite a few. And if you haven't engaged with us on social media, check us out on Facebook, um, Texas Values Facebook page. We try to post things, two or three things every day to keep folks engaged and involved. We've um, had over... 4,500, 4,500 emails that have been sent to a lot of legislators on this issue. So we know a lot of y'all are engaging. And so, um, you know, look, if you care about what's happening at the state level and the impact it's going to have locally, uh, you got to engage with your elected official, your House member, your state Senate member. Let them know what you think and find out what's happening at your school board level, where a lot of these issues are going to start getting a lot more attention. You know, who's running for your school board, what they think. I know I try to engage at that level 
as well. And you may think, oh, well, I homeschool my kids or, you know, I'm, my kids are in private school. Well, find out what's happening at your private school, too, because they're likely to try to impact that issue. There's some private schools that are already getting sued on this issue, some charter schools. But you still pay taxes and the taxes go to the school district. And so you have a right to know what's happening um, by those government officials on these issues. So but a couple of days left in the special session. And, you know, there's also things um, happening that we've been involved in and the legal level. We're still working on this court case at the, that's uh, still at the Texas Supreme Court, but about to go back to the lower court related to your tax dollars being spent to fund same-sex insurance benefits, what our, which our state law prevents, and no, and no court has ruled that we're not allowed to do that. Um, that law is still in effect. And so we're the only entity, and that's the only case of its kind in the country on this issue. And so... Uh, just keep that in mind, some things that we're involved in. As you go back to school, to remember that there are tremendous religious liberty protections, too. Um, you can see those things on our website, txvalues.org. But you have a right to speak and talk about your Christian beliefs. I worked on legislation back in 2007. It's called the School Children's Religious Liberty Act, making it very clear you don't lose your First Amendment rights as a student at the schoolhouse gate, particularly when it comes to religious liberty issues. You want to bring your Bible to school. You want to take time on your off time to read the Bible, to pray before your meals. If there are school assignments where you get flexibility on what you can write about and you want to write about it from a faith perspective, all of those things are protected. Um, And when it comes to Christmas being around the corner in celebrations at schools, there's the Merry Christmas Law. MerryChristmasTexas.com is the website. You can learn about how you can talk about those things in public schools. And so... um, Think about that. You know, you may have spent some time, your faith may have grown over the summer. Your children's faith may have grown, and they want to talk about it more. They have tremendous freedoms on how to do that in public school when they go back. And who knows the impact that they could have and encouragement they could have on other people or the positive model and example that they could set. We're just about out of time, but I'm going to have some updates coming in next week when the special session wraps up. We may know a little bit more about where the legislature's headed Uh, But stay engaged with us because there are things happening every day. And we are a nonprofit organization. So if you want to make a donation, tax-deductible donation at txvalues.org, you can do that. We need your help in the summer months. And we'll see you next week on the Texas Values Report.